I just want to thank y'all again for coming and hanging out with me. You know, I really appreciate the support, the shares, the listeners. I really am excited um, that we get to hang out again. I kind of had took a little break from social media and I still am. I'm limiting my screen time because literally I don't want to keep seeing negative stuff. Like I'm tired of seeing about mass shootings and we not doing about it doing nothing about it. I'm tired of seeing people getting killed. And it's just like that's all it's like the media is putting out negative stuff. And so I just wanted to be on something more positive and I really just needed to clear my head because a lot of the things were like really getting to me, like the mass shootings and stuff with the little kids. Like it's just like not the babies. Like, you know, and as a country, I do feel like we need to do better. Um, gun reform does need to be something that happens. I don't understand why gun reform has not happened. Um, I was looking at the facts on gun reform and, um, and when I was doing research on gun reform, um, I looked at, um, the administration under President Bush and, he, you know, wanted the minimum age. I didn't even know that the minimum age to carry a gun before was 18 years old. And so um, he decided that, um, you know, for carrying a gun should be 21. Um, but also background checks was something that he necessarily, you know, wasn't up to par in my opinion because he was doing like instant checks that didn't like require um that didn't require like longer waiting periods um and then he did like you know put a push for gun locks and during those times where we had a little more stricter policy it wasn't that it wasn't mass shootings it wasn't you know And I really do think this is why we should push mental health because mental health, as we can see, is something that people really do deal with because like the incident with the babies, like (laughs) that guy, it was something wrong with him. It was something wrong with him. But I really feel like as a nation, we got to start holding each other accountable and you really do have to check on your people because I was um, listening to an article where someone from the high school that he went to, they said, you know, he used to be killing squirrels on social media. Nobody saw a problem with that, you know. But in my opinion, that is behavior that can lead up to bigger things, which resulted in a lot of those babies and teachers losing their lives. And to me, what also put the icing on the cake for me and made me very upset and angry and I want to get something done is the fact that one of the teachers who died, her husband literally came and laid down flowers and literally died of a heart attack. He literally died of a broken heart as a result of someone who was inconsiderate, who was incompetent, who was careless, who was, you know wasn't in the right headspace and I really feel like this is why and then he shot his grandma so this is why we need to start holding people accountable we need to start holding people accountable 
And it's unfortunate what happened, but we need to get a lot of stuff done. Like we need to sign petitions. We need to get policy in place and we do need to start holding the government um, accountable. But we have to start in our states, in our cities before we can make it bigger. Because if we do something in our states, in our cities, things will start to get done. And in Michigan, honestly, Governor Whitmer, she is amazing i love her because at the end of the day she does not play and she gets stuff done and she's for her people no matter who may be against her she is still going to be for her people and i feel like the country is more worried about people getting abortions than making the babies that we have safe now still safe and this wasn't even where the podcast was you know really supposed to start off and go but um we will be right back Okay, and we're back. Um, Let's also, let me talk to you on the abortion thing too. Because this is my personal opinion. I am pro-choice, okay? I'm pro whatever choice you need to do. But here's my thing. I do feel like they should limit the amount of abortions that should be given. Um, Because at the end of the day, we shouldn't be using it as a birth control because... Honestly, but abortions, as as much as they push them to say that they, there are safer options for abortions, they're really, you know, they're still dangerous. And, you know, we don't really know how many abortions before you may die on the table or before you may go home and never wake up, you know. And, you know, the... The med- the field of medicine is really just a big business. So, you know, they don't tell us everything. And then, honestly, abortions are hard on people's bodies, you know, because sometimes an abor- ab- abortion legit is like a forced birth, you know, and you're just not keeping the baby. So it's just like, and, you know, they put like, you know, you can't even have so many births. Like after so many births, they they tell people like, hey, all right, like before this starts to really take a toll on your health, we need to stop. So... Um, and I get it. People do it for various reasons and I'm pro whatever you want to do. Right. But what I don't like is these men in public policy and government deciding that they're going to make a decision for a woman's body. Until you can, uh, have a vagina, to be honest, you shouldn't be able to make a policy procedure and a law for it. And that's point blank. Um, And like I said, this is not where the podcast is supposed to be one day. And we're going to get into our topic soon. But I just wanted to talk about this. Um, And I feel like it's so many different cases. You know, like some mothers cannot afford to be having multiple kids, rape victims, um, you know, people who are too young in a sense, like, or, you know, just it's many different reasons why people do it. But the whole thing is they make a law about abortion, right? You're not really stopping abortion. You're just going back to back in the day where it used to be unsafe abortions. Where women used to be pushing themselves down the stairs or they used to be using coat hangers or they used to just pop a bunch of pills. So you're you're really just going back to an unsafe um, abortion um, or a less safe abortion um and so you know we'll be right back again you know with what we're really talking about so what we're really talking about we're gonna get into why you shouldn't pour from an empty cup 
So, um, I already said, like, I was kind of taking a break from social media and I've been limiting, like, how much I've been on there just because of so much negativity. But, um, I did get on there today and, um, I don't know if anyone follows I Am Kira J, um, but she posted, um, a bunch of different, like, slides, um, and one of them said, I release the urge to give what I do not have. I understand that I cannot pour from an empty cup. The more I spare myself thin trying to help everyone else, the less I effectively show up to help anyone. Before I can do the best support for others, well, before I can be the best support for others, I have to be the best support for me. That is so true. Like pouring from an empty cup, you cannot pour from an empty cup pouring from an empty cup is literally when you're overexerting yourself basically to always put the needs of others or you're always making sure you know you're putting the needs to others but you're also not refilling yourself um refilling yourself or you know putting something back into your cup maybe practicing self-care it may be saying no it may be you know um not even, you know, taking, like, not even, you know, responding to people for a day. Like, you may just be like, hey, I'm not in the mood to um, interact with people today, but I will hit you back up when I am my best self. Um, pouring from an empty cup is not showing up for your best self because when you pour from an empty cup, you feel very drained. And when you're drained, you really have nothing else to give. When you have nothing else to give, you may blow up. You may reach your breaking point, you know? So um, you may need to take yourself out. But let's literally go through, like, pouring from an empty cup. Um, I've been there multiple times where I was pouring from an empty cup. I was always showing up for others. But I felt like others couldn't show up for me or I wasn't necessarily refilling our cup, like my cup. Um, we have to refill our cup and we have to recharge. Recharge may be taking a break from social media. Recharging may be not going out with your homegirls, um, you know, every weekend. Like, you know, taking a weekend off and just, you know, getting yourself together. Recharging may be going to the gym. Because honestly, I can say when I'm going to the gym, I'm at my best mental health because I'm burning calories. I'm releasing endorphins. I'm really pushing myself. Right. And so um, and I'm also making sure that I am going to become the best me for me. So you have to find something that recharges you. It may be a hobby. Um, I know sometimes in my free time, I crochet. Um, I, I've been making my mama a blanket, y'all, since 2020. And I'm, I'm going to get back into it because that was something that keeps me focused. See, when I'm doing that, I'm putting all my attention into that. I feel good because I'm seeing the patterns to come together and everything is flowing. So um, I really, you know, feel like we have to find something. And the pandemic... We are still in it, you know, we're still in the pandemic, the panorama, the panini, whatever you call it, um, the pandemonium, all of that. And the pandemic for a lot of people who were our givers was 
a hard place to be because you are now able to do a lot of things for yourself, right? But if you're a true giver, you do always want to give to others in some in some way, shape, or form. Excuse me. And because I'm yawning, y'all. I am yawning because I have been tired. Also, recharging means go to bed. Go to bed at night. Get you a nap midday. I know some people be like, oh, you can sleep when you're dead. Or, oh, naps naps are for those who are rich. No. Naps. Naps. If you want to be rich, naps are essential. Because, hey, you cannot work off of nothing. You cannot work off of fumes. Your car does not run off of fumes, and neither do you. When we are sleepy, we are irritable. We are not our best self. We are not pleasant people as much as we believe that we are. When we are sleepy, dehydrated, tired, we are not showing up at our best self. We cannot give our best performance. And we need to start recharging. You know, a recharge, maybe you need to drive, you know, uh, to the water. Maybe you need to go to like the river walk off off to the sides of the river walk and just sit and think and clear your head. Maybe you need to go to the river walk while you're there or if it's a lake nearby or a park nearby. And maybe you take your journal and journal. I think we need to, we all can start to benefit from journaling. Um, journaling can be very beneficial in in a, in a way because it's helping us to release. But also when you journal so much, when you look back like the previous year, make sure you date your dating, your entries. You can see honestly where you once were and how you've healed, how you've overcame and stuff. I was literally looking back um, the other day and I really got full and I really got, you know, really emotional. But it was good tears um, because I realized that God is is good. Um, God is a keeper. He's, you know, and as much as our own mind tells us otherwise, like, oh, well, God wouldn't be doing all of this stuff. But we got to realize a lot of this doing is of humans, you know, God didn't say, hey, go grab that gun and blow homeboy brains out. It just so happened that now, okay, homeboy is, you know, facing his judgment day at the throne of, you know, at the throne of grace. But like. We have to realize, like God, get, we have free will. We have free will. Like you know, this is not the back in the day. Like where you know they will stone you um, if you don't do right. If you sin, um, Jesus paid the price um, on on the cross. Um, whether you believe it or not, Jesus um, died on the cross, um, and he paid the price. Um, and I really truly believe if he didn't, then we would still be in the days of. If you were sleeping with somebody else's husband, you would be stoned. If you were lying, you would be stoned. So let's not act like we have not moved out of those times because we have moved out of those times. But a lot of the decisions um, people make, they don't want to be held accountable. It's always, oh, well, why would God let this happen? Okay, y'all want God to, somebody that got shot up 25 times. Y'all want God to keep this person alive. So they could just be needing somebody to take care of them the whole time. So, you know, like, no, we don't wish that it happened, but it happens. And 
we just have to realize that it's also peace on the other side. But we also have to realize that those of us who are still here, we have to get our peace on this side, you know? Um, being at peace is something that is so amazing. And so when I was looking back, I was realizing that a year ago, I wasn't in the best space. Um, I wasn't in the best space mentally and stuff like that. I had just got a therapist, you know, I didn't really know where to go. I didn't really know how therapy would work out for me. But a year later, I love my therapist. Um, she is a black woman and she can relate to me. And, you know, she lets me know that feel all your feelings, feel all of your feelings but don't soak in it don't live in it and what she means by don't live in it is okay allow yourself time but don't say a lot of things because you're mad don't treat people a certain way because you're mad take time take a breather and regroup and then express your feelings um in therapy i learned this thing it's called the tip of the iceberg we always like when we're upset we'll just be like oh i'm mad i'm sad but I've learned the more I get descriptive with my words, especially in my journaling, the more I can analyze what I really felt and what triggered it. Really, journaling is like a log of your feelings. And honestly, it's truly to pay attention to your triggers. And so um, a year ago, based off some of my journal entries, I realized like I wasn't happy um, in my previous relationship and I bring it up because I know it's a lot of people who still would deal with those type of things. But I really feel like we outgrew each other. We outgrew each other. Um, I was going one way. He was going another way. Um, I'm very much so a lot more mature than a lot of people. And a lot of people who are way older than me. Um, even though I have my hot-headed moments, I am way more mature. Um than some people and that's not to brag that's not to boast or anything but it's mentally we were in two different spaces I knew this but I thought that he was going to change and in my head I really did have a time frame for him to change but I eliminated that time frame because I felt like no I'm not gonna give you I'm not going to give you by X amount of days. It's either you're going to get with it or move aside. And basically, um, I, you know, did what was best for me. And I can say a year now, I never thought I would be in this place. But also it's because of some of the things he said to me and spoke into me. And sometimes you got to realize that a lot of the things that people are speaking into you is a lie. And it's not true, but they want to speak, talk down to you or make you feel inferior because they know the power that you possess. I think once we learn the power that we possess and know that we are more powerful and our words are more powerful than what people tell us, because honestly, we have the power of life and death in our tongue. And as people be like, oh, manifestation is not necessarily um, in the Bible. Actually, it is, um, you know, like speaking it into existence, but also providing the work behind it. Because in the Bible, it says that faith without works is dead. We can speak it, speak it, speak it, but we got to put some actions, actions, actions. And so the more you say it, the more you're going to do it because 
you're going to put that action behind it because at the end of the day, like you're not going to just keep talking. Some people are talkers, but a lot of us are doers. And the Bible talks to us about being doers, you know, being, you know, not being hearers only, but doers, you know, and, you know, not to get too deep, but just saying that at the end of the day, we, you know, have the power. And I think a lot of the times people try to play us like we're stupid, try to play us like we're a fool, play us like we're dumb. But we we know the power that we possess. But see, a lot of us are living in fear. And so we have to let go of that fear. And we have to really step into our faith and know that we are really that girl, you that guy. Like you, you really have to just know that it's not even people being cocky. It's confidence, you know. People be telling me sometimes, oh, you're cocky. Like, no, I'm just confident. Like, I know who I am and I know who like I know what I'm about you know like yeah you know you only see me for a few hours a day at work or you only see me at school or oh you only see me on social media but you don't know what it took to get here you feel me we don't know a lot of people's story and that's why you have to be mindful of the words that you put out about people um because lately I've been seeing God humble people and that's why I've been very selective on what I say you know, I only speak about things that I have a right to in the sense of if I've been in that situation before, then, yeah, I can speak on it. Or, yeah, you know, I'm going to give very limited advice. Even if my friends ask me for advice, I'm going to be very limited because at the end of the day, you could be in somebody else's shoes in an instant. So you have to watch what you say about people because it starts to become into your own life. Because guess what? We have the power of life and death in our tongue and so while you're speaking on somebody else's dead situation or what you think whole time you know i'm gonna make an analogy to plants whole time like that person it's not their downfall they're just being repotted they're just being replanted you know they just needed to be put in a bigger surface and in this generation like a lot of people are like oh people are cocky they don't need to be humble but they they need to be humble but like what it would it you know, if the Bible tells me that God will prepare me a table in front of my enemies, what do I look like not, you know, without sharing that or walking in that or you seeing it? I'm not boasting about it. I'm just saying, hey, look at this, you know, or or you just so happen to see me with it. I don't brag about it, but I you may see me with it. And so now you're upset because it's not something that you could do. But instead of analyzing and looking through social, the lens of social media or just seeing people and making assumptions, you can get off your behind and start talking about what you want to do and putting the work behind it and things will get a lot better. Um, next we're going to go into our little listener letters. Well, not little, big, our big listener letters. Cause I did get, you know, some feedback. And so I wanted to know what you all wanted to talk about. Um, but make sure you guys, um, to be featured, you know, names won't be said, but, um, or, you know, if you want, if you don't mind, then okay, but I'll still like change it or whatever. But, um, Make sure you email me at the the hangout with page. That's P A I G E at gmail.com. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what's going on. Um, and we will talk about it. So we'll be right back. And let's push m- mental health for men. Like, 
as women, we are a little bit more emotionally vulnerable than men. And that's because, you know, we are nurturers. We, you know, are lovers. We give our all, you know, and stuff like that. So I really do feel like right now men are kind of under attack. Like all these random shootings and stuff like that. These have been done by men. And, you know, it's been... um even though, like, you know, it's not really black men, still, like, it's the black-on-black crime, you know, within the African-American community and gun violence with police officers in the African-American community. And I still feel like no matter what community you identify with, if you have a man in your life, hold him tight and talk to him about mental health, provide a safe space for him. But I also feel like a lot of these men have childhood trauma that could legit be solved by going to a therapist as, you know, as if you're a girlfriend or if you're a friend or if you're a sister, even if you're a mother, a cousin. Still, it's only so much you can do because men sometimes need professional help because they need somebody to really hold their hand. We can hold their hand, but in a way, we necessarily may not be able to provide all the te- the tools that they need. Um, and I was talking to my cousin, who is also a mental health provider. She's a therapist. And she was saying, you know, like, men need a safe space. Like, legit, men need a safe space. And, you know, she was telling me, like, you know, sometimes you have to provide grace because men aren't going to be able to easily say it. Even if they see or they know it's something wrong with them, they're not going to easily tell you. You know, if they do tell you, it'll be on their own terms, which may be at the last minute or, you know. So we really have to do better by our men because sometimes it's an ongoing fight within themselves that they'll never be able to necessarily pull themselves out of. But, you know, just provide the safe space. Make sure you talk to them because clearly it's a lot of pressure that men are under. You know, they feel like they have to be Superman and nobody is there to help them. Nobody's, uh, you know, they, they sometimes I feel like a lot of men pour from an empty cup as well as women. Um, we can all pour from an empty cup. And it's like with men, they're, they pour from an empty cup because I've seen men that could possibly, you know, go without so that their family can have or, oh, they live less, you know, so, you know, so others could have a light. But I feel like men don't dim your light. And if you feel like you need help or you need somebody to talk to or you have nowhere to turn, I'm pretty sure it's somebody out there that you can talk to. It's just about you feeling comfortable. So even if you don't feel like you have a safe space, it's nothing wrong with getting the mental health um, aspect and help from a therapist. You know, it's nothing wrong with that because therapy does help and therapy does heal. It's like sometimes we feel like we have nowhere to turn and then you could talk to a therapist and you do the work and a year later you could be in a whole different spot. So I just want to encourage everybody today and let you know, like, it is definitely okay to push that for men and just to be there, you know. So if you have a brother, a cousin, an uncle, a friend, um, a boyfriend, a father, you know, an uncle, a grandfather, just make sure you're asking them are they okay. Do a mental health check because men, in 
today's world, they need that love. They need that support. And they need to know that somebody has their back and they don't have to pour from an empty cup. And they don't have to feel like they have to go to drastic measures to get a point across or that they have to go on killing sprees or that they have to resort to violence or, you know. So let's really just let's just try to take a more peaceful aspect and really just get these men the help that they need. And that is the end of today's podcast. I know we covered a lot and we talked about a lot of sensitive subjects today, but that's what my podcast is all about. You know, we're talking, it's a mental health podcast and we are talking about, you know, real life situations and how to cope with them. And, you know, we're having real conversations about what's happening in today's world, today's life. So I will see you again, you know, and remember we are turning a new page and leaving behind toxicity and we really want to leave behind the toxicity of mental health does not matter for men, women, and, you know, we got to get something done. Like, I know mass shootings, we talked about that, and we talked about pouring from an empty cup, and we really just, you know, while we're gone, I want to leave you with this. If you don't journal, I want you to get a journal. When you get your journal, I want you to start recording. Like, try to remember every day. Try to set an alarm or, you know, and take out time to journal just your feelings. Like, how you're feeling on certain things that are going on in the world. How do you feel about a lot of different things that you're dealing with personally? And just write about them. And once you write about it, I want you to take one piece of paper, write about something that's really been bothering you. Or something that you've been living in fear about. And once you write it out, I want you to burn it. When it's done burning, I want you to release it. If you still feel like you hadn't released it, I want you to do it again and again and again until you release that thing. So I will see y'all the next episode. And have a great rest of your weekend. Um, I want y'all to, you know, enjoy your self-care Saturday. Let's do some self-care Sunday. Just really practice self-care and also I want to challenge you to check on at least one person male or female and just ask them how they're doing sometimes we may think that people have to reach out to us but reach out to that person you haven't talked to in a long time and um, hit them up see how they're feeling how they're doing mentally also I want you to do something for yourself this weekend just really not have a selfish moment but take a moment for yourself and really just do something to cater to yourself and to cater to your own needs and I promise you'll feel better so I will see you next time